this Monday, the Tell It Like It Is, The Kingdom Way, where we provoke you to think about how you think and what you think about the kingdom of God, the way that you think about the kingdom, the tabernacle, and all that Jesus is. And I am so honored and so blessed to have my brother with me again and again and again and again and again uh, to be able to open up the tabernacle, open up the things about Jesus, open things up so that you are provoked. And I use that word on purpose to think about how you think about and how you study the word of God. So welcome, Apostle Cal. Praise the Lord. How are you? I am well. I have a question yeah. for you. Oh, Lord Jesus, save me now. <laughs> how does it feel or how is it? How I mean, how is it that you get to work with family on this constant basis, that you get to work with your older, bigger sister? How does it feel for you to work with family? Okay, let me, first of all, let me go into a little season of tongue. Okay, now. Uh, praise God forevermore. Well, I'm honored, first of all. And since I've known you so long, uh, I'm honored. I'm honored to, uh, we've both been through stormy weather. Uh, we haven't had the easiest journey, but here we are, and we're propagating the gospel of the kingdom together, which I think is a, is a wonderful thing. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> Amen. I just I thought I would throw that out there at you. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like. Well, there was a song we used to sing, uh, 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 sis. It was a. What a privilege and an honor. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's a privilege and an honor. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, um, I think the, the other person that I laugh a lot with is, is, is your wife, is Dee. When I get around her, she and I just laugh. She too. Uh, huh? She loves to have fun, just like me. I know it. I know it. I know it. And it's it it is a family thing because you've been more of a family to me than than I could have had if it was biological, biological. It is spiritually biologically, brother. But um any rate, it's I just thought I'd ask you that question, you know. Praise God, so, God bless you. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh you're talking about living the tabernacle living the kingdom living and putting these things into life and putting these things into our daily walk so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and address whatever it is that's on your heart and and just go ahead. I'm, I'm saddened because we've gone so far in terms of uh, uh building the church and extending the kingdom of god without the full knowledge of god's original intentions and then we create all these teachings and everything, but don't have the proper. And please understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying people are doing something uh, uh, on purpose to not present. But I don't believe it's possible to present the New Testament doctrine of, of, of the kingdom without having some background or some knowledge of God's types and shadows and blueprints that he left for the proper building of the house of God today. 
And without the proper building of the church, there's no way to extend the kingdom into the uh, far reaches of the world. Many feel that God is ready to come back now based on what they have built. But if I was to lay that down, if I was a seamstress and I was going to tell you I'm going to sew you a wedding garment, I would have to have a pattern and I would lay that pattern down on the material and I'd have to follow it to make the dress look like the picture that's on that a pattern uh, cover. And so it is with the things of God. We will not come to image if we don't follow the pattern. We will not have what our intentions are to see and to have unless we do it according to the master plan, which is building the life of the sun in the earth. We call that the tabernacle. And uh, people get confused. I heard some people, why are we going back to the old? Because you're misrepresenting the new unless you have an understanding of what was done in the shadow that now is going to be revealed in the light. You can start building according to some of the wonderful building patterns you have today that you see men accomplishing. The only problem is they don't have an authorization to build that pattern. They didn't get a building permit. It's not in sync. They're not building uh, the sun and his life in the earth. They come up with membership. It's the best they can do. And they have membership drives and they push members and they get the tie from the members. But you don't get the life of the sun in membership. You must purposefully build sons. The word in the Hebrew for son is ben. It means building a family. A son is someone that procreates after the life of the father. Uh -huh. That's why God didn't give us the seed of God. He gave us the seed of his son, the incorruptible seed in First Peter, so that we could reproduce the one model of earthly living from heaven and earth, which was the son, Jesus Christ. And so he leaves us the tabernacle because we can see that you can be filled with power from on high. You can obey the father. You can live in alignment with the kingdom of God in heaven and it be fulfilled in there. You can obey your father. He gave us the same Holy Spirit. We have the same furniture that was in the tabernacle. We are now a temple. We are, let me read it to you so you can see what I'm saying. When you go to Revelations 21.3, this is what it says. And the Revelations is still an ongoing book. It hasn't come to the end. The last chapter of Revelation has not been read, uh, written yet. But yet it says this in the 21st chapter. It says, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them. So God's original intention, his first mention of intention, his last mention of his intentions and his intentions for present day is that we would be portable walking tabernacles, temples of God, carrying his ark throughout the earth until the sons of God fully manifest and lift the burden off creation. And then these are when we can start talking about the end can come. We're talking, we're ahead of the horse with the cart. We're talking coming back. Let me ask you something. So what I'm hearing you say that we're not doing proper exegesis. We're not finding out what it is that we're looking at, what it is that we're to pattern after. What we're doing is creating something without understanding the past, without understanding the foundation, without understanding the pattern that you're talking about, correct? 
Yeah, Paul said there's no foundation that any man can lay that that was already been laid by Jesus Christ. Well, that patterning is found in the wilderness of Sinai. And he told Moses, when you go up on that mountain, Exodus chapter 25, he said, I want you to build according to what you saw on the mountain. Detail. Don't change anything. Don't modify anything. Build it. And I'll show you the church in the earth. I'll show you the sun in the earth. I'll show you the last day in earth. In that model, we have the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. The first and the last is all revealed in the tabernacle. Now, we can say, well, I, that's Old Testament. We just move on. Then what are we going to do? We're going to build out of Bible school patterns. We're going to build out of man-made patterns. We're going to build from our doctrine. We're going to build from our denominational sway and bend. We're going to begin to build. And this is why you see what I'm saying is evidenced all around you because we got 45,000 different denominations around the world that say they're right about their pattern of building for Jesus Christ. And so there's, there's something going on. The enemy, even when Jesus was speaking about when they accused him of doing miracles by the power of the devil, he said, any kingdom divided amongst himself cannot stand. Any city, any, come on, any, any government, anything can't stand if there's division. This is why the United States can't stand in righteousness because there's a divided understanding of what righteousness is. Uh, and so, and the church can't stand because we got uh, the church that men have built can't stand and the gates of hell are prevailing against it because the church is divided. And Jesus told him, if it's divided, it can't stand. And so here we are bragging about the church and what we've accomplished, and we're pretty proud of ourselves. And many of us have done an excellent job. Many people have. They stayed to the pattern. But they're not popular. They're not in the mainstream because mainstream people don't advertise the house of God in a secular way. Mainstream people just build, and they are doers of the word of God not hearers only. Now, here's what Jesus said. He said, for those that you received him, he was the light of men. Okay, if you receive the light that I came to give man, and I'll become your life. He says, now, if you receive that, I'm going to give you power to what? To become sons, not members of churches, but sonship, not members, I said, and not people out against each other, fighting for pulpit time, not people trying to be recognized, not people that brand their ministries and, and some upsetting thing on the on the Facebook and people are branding, branding, bragging about their ministries and what they've accomplished. And you don't find any of that going on in the New Testament canon at all. You don't find any expression of self in that Bible. You don't. He said, Jesus himself said, if you're going to follow after me, you have to take up your cross, but before you can lift that bad boy, you have to deny yourself any expression at all on this journey. What you're going to have to learn how to do and what I'm begging God to help me continue to do is deny myself so the only expression that you'll get is the expression of the Savior, the expression of his love expression of his mind, his will, and not my opinion, and not my color-coded gospel, and not my 
gospel that leaves the women out and not my gospel that wants everybody to be a Jew and not my gospel that wants everybody to be a black Hebrew and all that man mixed up cement confusing stuff rather than manifesting the life of the son of God. That's where this is why I believe this original teaching. I didn't know anything about tabernacle until Mike Garcia brought it to my attention. And when he did, it sparked something in me that I know was God. Because here, 40-something years later, I'm still in this thing. And I'm still learning. Every time I dive in here, I see Jesus. And when I go to prayer, I can feel that thing that happens when you know this ain't the reality of heaven is revealed. And that everything that heaven was doing was done in that tabernacle. If only thing wasn't in the tabernacle in heaven was these men doing it. Amen. Uh, but he anyway, I, I could go on. Talk, you talk about that. Talk, talk, talk about what it is that uh, uh, what it is that that happens, that all of these things that are being done that are done in the tabernacle and how it is that you actually live it in your life. I've known you, as you said, for for well, uh, a long time. Mark Garcia was in my life also. So we have been uh, brother and sister for a long time. We've been together for a long time. And I've seen your walk. And I see it is the walk of this. It is that that um, that working on, 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 on the denial. It is that. But what makes it so? Uh, 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 take take this tabernacle and make it so that a person that is looking at this and saying, "I want to be able to walk walk in this," but I I I'm not really grasping. So help us to do that. Well, the, the tabernacle simply is everything about it is symbolic. Everything about it points to Jesus. It doesn't point to man. It points to Christ. Uh, it, it it points uh, to uh, what what transformation looks like and what the processes to get there look like the stages of growth from little children to young men to fathers looks like to what the 30 first fold and the 60 fold and the 100 fold what it looks like in these outer court expressions from the law from the church age to the kingdom age which we don't want to accept right now the body christ is bucking like a wild bronco about understanding that we are in a now present day reality of the kingdom where you see this progressively revealed to you in the tabernacle. Each stage is to get you back to your garden of Eden state with God, not in heaven, but in the earth realm is where Adam's assignment was. Many of us have this concept that the job is done when I go to heaven. No, that's a holding place in heaven. The job gets done in the earth. He said, occupy till I come. You know, you know, work the plan until I come to fulfill what you've been working. Because you're not working from a plan that's not complete. You're working within a complete plan. And you have to work your part as I work in you to willing to do. You've got to become the part, watch this, that can be jointly fitted to people of different races, colors, sex. Come on, somebody. Because... Right now, we choose who we're with by the ones we like, by the ones that are like us, by the ones that, uh, uh, you know, understand the Bible the way we do. And God is didn't set everybody in order by that. He set it according to his will. 
and we don't understand that. And but you learn these things, and you learn that each piece of furniture represents a work of God in you. The, the, that candlestick, a work of God in you. The table of showbread, a work of God in you. The prayer altar, a work of God in you. And every piece of furniture gets you ready to go into kingdom. And here's what we do sometimes. We're asking questions about the kingdom, and we didn't even enter into the first stages of our maturity and growth because we just learned how to go to church and join the choir and join this. We didn't understand that we weren't supposed to join those things. We're supposed to come into the prayer meeting that was going on so that he could reveal to you your role in the house of the Lord. Instead, we went to places and we got contaminated with religion. And now here we are trying to teach people who can't hear us because they've heard other voices tell them, no, you're going to go, you're going to go on the first ride out of here. You're getting out of here. There's no transformation. God didn't mean to say renewed in the spirit of your mind. God didn't mean to say you're going to be, uh, uh, come on, until everything in Acts chapter three says that heavens will hold the sun until the what? Into the restoration of all things. And you and I know, even Stevie Wonder know that everything ain't been brought back to where it's supposed to be. Even the blind can see this thing, that the earth is not in order according to the pattern of the Lord. Okay, so another thing that I'm hearing you say is that we're not living, you mentioned all of these different nationalities, and then you even mentioned the word race, which I believe that since we're made of one blood, there's only one race. But we have chosen not, and this is what you're talking about, all of these go into this one because there's only one God. There's only one creator. There's only one father. There's only one. We came from one source. And so when we get rid of all these nationalities and all of these other things, as it says, when you go into there, there's neither male, female, slave, free, but we're all this one. And that oneness is Jesus is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, elaborate on that. Uh, open, open that up to us, please. Well, if, if we follow the, the, the script, there's three there's three entrances into the tabernacle, the gate, the door, come on, and the veil. Well, Jesus is the door. The, out, the outward court is not the sheepfold. The outer court is the court of the Gentiles because that's where they're being invited to for salvation. The unbeliever is invited to, come on, the unbeliever is invited to those outer courts, but the unbeliever can't go in to Christ until he lets what the outer court has for him to, to not to, to sin, give up his sin and give up himself. And now you have access to the door. Jesus says, I'm the door. Now watch this. Most of the church have glorified the door so greatly and made Jesus the final thing of salvation that nobody has gone in the door. They just stand at the door and worship the door, which is Christ. That's what we've done. We got whole organizations that just are built on the door. The door, the door, the water, the door, the cross, the water, the door. The problem with door being the door, Jesus, he said to the sheepfold, to the sheepfold. In other words, into the house, into the place of process. Come on, where you get where you begin to mature so you can get keys to give you access behind the door to enter into the Father's kingdom. Now, we got people who don't want to reject the kingdom, but they accept salvation. 
I say to you, that's foolishness, because before you were born, you were translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his son. Are you understanding that? Part of your born again experience is that you were brought into the kingdom, into the light, because God chose you and you didn't choose him. Didn't no evangelist lead you to the Lord. God, through his infinite power and wisdom, brought you to the light and brought you into the kingdom so you could get born again because unless you're born again you can't see what can't you see you can't see the kingdom you'll get stuck at the door and many of god's people are door saints all they know is the door the door the door but they don't know but jesus said i am the door that leads to the way the truth and the life of the father and unless you come by me come by me, come through me. You won't, I didn't come for you to worship me. I came for you to find your father. You were lost and estranged from the relationship with your heavenly father. I'm the doorway back to his kingdom. I've come that you, his kingdom was assigned to me and I assign you a kingdom, but I can't give you a kingdom if you don't get out the door. If I hired you on my job and all you did was stand in my door and block everybody else from coming in, then what's the sense of you having that job? You are like the Pharisees that he said, oh, you Pharisees, woe unto you that stop up the kingdom of God and you won't let nobody else come in the door. You got everybody stuck in your church, stuck in your religion, stuck in your doctrine at the door, but you don't understand that there's life and life everlasting behind the door. It's the life of the father that you're going to have an encounter with if you can just get out the door. So, uh, I'm very <laughs> Oh my God. Wait a minute. I have, never, I have never heard door saints before. I have, never, I have never heard door saints. I have never heard it done well, like he that. He out of here with John 3.16 in the moment. And I God does so love the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so his son is essentially important to get people to God. Yes. He yes. never drew attention to himself because he wasn't the answer. Glory yes. He yes. was salvation, but he 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 only was a doorway so the people of God could get access back to Jehovah God, back to the original relationship with God. Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life to that. And if you don't study this thing, you always think that salvation is the number one thing when salvation is a, is a part of, a very important part of the kingdom of God's purpose was, come on, but it wasn't the only purpose. Salvation is just not getting people saved. It's making man whole again. It's soria. Come on. It's not just so-so. It's storia, S-T-E-R-A. It also means uh, spirit, soul, and body being brought back into sync again with the will of God in the earth. Come on. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit to take you past the door to the candlestick to be enlightened and filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in a new understanding and then take you in relationship to the table of showbread where you meet the body of Christ. Come on, those beloved brothers and sisters that you got to love. 
Come on. He teaches you how to love the unlovable at this table. Why does he say that? He said, I'm preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Many of the people in the church are your enemies, but I'm going to show you how to love your enemies until when your ways please me, I'll make those at the table be at peace with you. That's what he tried to tell us. That enemies ain't outside. The enemy is in the house. The enemy is in the church. Yes. The, enemy, the jealousy is in the church. The jealousy among God's people. The people gra grabbing crabs out of a bucket trying to get up to the top. They don't want you to. They're jealous. They're envious. Why? Because they don't understand the table. They don't understand the light. They don't understand the prayer altar. has all to do with the characteristics in building us up until we come into the nature of the sun. So we can be eligible to meet the father. And that's why the mirror is so important because the mirror. the mirror, because here it is, the enemy, the greatest enemy that that most of us have is in our own minds. Because if we knew who we were and recognized who it is that we are, then there would not be that envy, that would not be that jealousy, that would not be that trying to pull others down. It would be doing what it is that that's he right. said esteeming others raising others above yourself and you would not be looking for a name you would not be looking for the gratification you would not be looking for those things we got about another couple of minutes but i want you to take a minute and a half and and lead us into what we're going to do on the following week i think what you just said is critical because it's the image that people operate in is the image that they believe in other words it, the belief system creates the image. Now, if you got the wrong belief system, you, you're going to operate with the wrong image. But God says, I made you to be the righteousness of God. Uh, I, 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 you, didn't, you haven't earned an image. I've given you back the image. And Jesus did that on the cross when he became marred more than any man. He was marred because you lost the image and your marring was so significant that God could not recognize you in the earth until Jesus said it was finished on the cross. Suddenly, God sees you in sonship. He sees you back. To it. And when you don't understand that, you have this blemished image still when you operate in the house of God. You got a blemished image of your brother and your sister. You have a blemished image of your pastor, of your leaders. And then you speak through these filters and these things that distort the people that you're with. And you don't see them through the lenses of your father. Because you don't understand the processes that God brings you to, to bring you to maturity under the proper leadership of the fivefold ministry that's necessary for you to be able to come to full stature and measure uh, of, of being able to make right judgments and right decisions in the kingdom of God. So you're saying, oh my gosh, time is gone. Uh, you're, 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 you're looking at the saltura, or that's the way I pronounce it, that, that part of, of salvation. It's like uh, you're, you're saying people just got the salvation. They come into, I'm saved. I'm saved from the fire. I'm saved from whatever it is that they think, but not realizing that the kingdom of God, that you're in the kingdom, you are to go into the right. kingdom. And that is where this maturity and stuff happens. And without that, without the without the ascension gifts, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, it doesn't work. And another thing that doesn't work is that we're just about out of time. And Apostle Calvin Cook, and I will be back next week, 
uh, when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. If you want to get in touch with us, his information is there. Our information is there. And remember to look at, to look us up on the love and unity TV network and a lot of other people there. Apostle Cal has his own program on the uh, love and unity uh, network. And I mean, he is on there and he is on fire and I, you know, I'm not prejudiced, but I just, I love him. And I, I, I just, at any rate, we'll see you next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for being my friend. <laughs>